How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, Mel King, At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. The final out has been made. Let's talk about what just happened. The good and the bad. It's time for the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove, with the franchise, Tim Allen, on the fan. If you need doors and windows, go to PellaWI.com. It is a final, the game and the series, and the results are not good. The Chicago Cubs hand the Brewers a 6-4 to loss right back after the Brewers win yesterday. And they salvage a game in this series. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Tim Allen, there's Evan Heffelfinger and a Brewers loss. Boy, they, these guys just don't give up, do they? I mean, yeah, you get some help with a uh, with a a few walks and some wildness by Chicago, but you have to give uh, the Brewers offense some credit. Not giving up here. As, uh, you know, they're a base hit away from tying this thing, one swing away from winning this thing. And I thought for a second there that if uh, on-base Jace, uh, you know, keeps the line moving, Daniel Vogelback was on, on deck. And could you imagine uh, another Grand Slam walk-off? I, the thought did cross my mind. But a little farewell kiss by the Chicago Cubs as they take this final game and break a long losing streak to the Brewers. And the Cubs uh, overall this season uh, are horrible, and it, it really pleasures me to even say that. And the Cubs have lost 15 of the 19 matchups head-to-head against the Milwaukee Brewers. Brewers now at 91 and 58 as uh, – I'm going to have to wait for a little bit of a celebration on the division uh, title thing. You've got to hold off on that just a little bit. It's coming. There's 13 games left. Here's, here's a couple of things to keep an eye on. One would be, to, with 13 games left, to get to the franchise mark in wins in a regular season. Got to get to 97. So at 91, you need six more. You go six and seven in your final 13. You're going to be the best regular season win-loss record in Brewers history, okay? That would be nice. However, nine wins gets you 100, and, of course, that franchise record in, in wins. So can they do nine and four in their remaining 13? I, I think they can. I think that I can't rule that out as, uh, again, this, this would have been a big come-from-behind victory to set up a, a big celebration tomorrow, but as it sits right now, doesn't look like that's going to happen. I want to get an update on that uh, Cardinals and, and San Diego Padres game, but it didn't look good late as the Cardinals were leading. Magic number to clinch the division at three. And, uh, yeah, so we'll check that out in just a second. We are live here in the Lakeland University Studios with online learning in seven locations throughout the state. Learn on your terms, lakeland.edu. Want to get your uh, reaction to this one or reaction to the Brewers' uh, situation as a whole as they fall in this one 6-4. The final. You're not going to win every game against any team. This is not going to happen. But what are you watching for now in the remaining two weeks of the season? You got Monday through Sunday, Monday through Sunday, and that's it. Done. Regular season over. You've got 14 days. There is an off day tucked in there. But what are you watching for? What are we all watching for here? Obviously, as I said, I'm watching for the Brewers to break their franchise record in wins 
for a regular season. And that needs to be six additional wins. I think they get that. You're also watching for, at least I am, uh, the uh, eventual possibility of getting to 100 victories. And then the other, you know, really, really something to keep an eye on is the back and forth to Nashville. This is something that I want to see how far the Brewers will go with this. Not only that, but, you know, some additional teams are going to clinch in the next uh, week or so. And seeding won't be affected by wins or losses, so how do they handle this shortened roster? I'm telling you guys, it, it, they picked the wrong season to lower the roster size for the Milwaukee Brewers. <laughs> they just did, but that's okay. One of the very few things that have gone wrong for the Brewers this year. But I'm really, really interested in, in how much playing time these guys get once that division title is sewn up and once uh, the you know you you concede, if you will, to whoever's going to run away with the uh, Western Division, whether that's the Giants or, or the Dodgers, and at that that portion of the season, now that could be in a few days where you just acquiesce and say, okay, the Dodgers, Giants, whatever, they're going to run away with that. We, we're we're out of bounds on on the uh, shot at the one seed. We've clinched a playoff spot. We've clinched a division crown. And at that point, I really want to see how David Stearns, Matt Arnold, and Craig Council and company manipulate the back and forth to AAA. Because I want to see Boxberger get some rest. I want to see uh, uh, meetings with, with Devin Williams and Josh Hader and, and get a game plan as to how much pitching time or playing time they want to get. I want to see some additional playing time from Tyrone Taylor is what I want to see in the final two weeks. I want to see some rest for Avi Garcia. I want to see some sporadic playing time for Willie Adamas starting Monday. It looks like he'll be activated and, and, and back on the field. But again, I don't think, I don't think it behooves the Brewers to go ahead and, and pound away at an everyday start for Willie Adamas, but enough to get him back on track. You know, he's been out since, what, September 5th. So those are some of the things. Uh, how much additional pitching does, does Woody get? How much additional pitching does, does a guy like uh, Corbin Burns get? And you saw Scherzer yesterday throw seven shutout, lower that ERA to 2.05. So the Cy Young might be slipping away here, but we'll see. A couple of more starts here for Corbin Burns. But all of those things I am fascinated with as we move along here in the 2021 championship season. But the back and forth affair, I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to continue to throw Hunter Strickland out there every time the game is, every time your starter comes out of the game? You're going to lean on Brad Boxberger even more than you have? Do you want Devin Williams in there to pitch a ton? You want Josh Hader in there only on save situations? Heck, who, who knows how many uh, of those are going to be in the remaining 13 games. But, uh, I mean, there is a lot to sort out here for, for Craig Council. As uh, they fall today 6-4, the final, they, that's, that's, let's give them a finish, boys. I mean, that's a Eucharism. i got to add that to the list. Now, we got to talk about Eucharisms next weekend, so you want to tune in for that. But let's give them a finish, boys. Has been uh, Eucharism for many, many years. Evan, what are you watching for? There's 13 games left, 14 calendar days, two solid weeks, one off day, 13 games. What are you looking at? What are you more fascinated with? I think the thing I'm by far the most fascinated with is setting a franchise record for wins. Because I think that anybody watching this team knows that it's probably the best team in franchise history. Just like as a complete unit, the starting rotation is maybe the best they've ever had. The bullpen is not that far behind them with the studs that they have. And the lineup throughout the year has really taken shape to become one of the better lineups in the National League. So I think it would be a big thing for not only their confidence, but also just for the history books looking back on this season to realize that this is, at least win-wise, the best team in franchise history. So that's one thing I'm looking at. Another is, and you kind of touched on it, is health. Can Willie Adamas get back and play at his MVP-like level before he got injured? Will we see Rowdy Telez again this season? Do we need to maybe rest a couple of bullpen guys like Devin or Josh Hader 
so that they don't burn out kind of like uh, Devin did and last it, year. Yeah. And you bring up guys like Bettinger or you, you do the platoon every time, you know, Bettinger may, may come up and, and pitch three or four innings in, in an outing, and then he's going to go away. And then you just move Eric Yardley back in. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's what they're going to do. I'm really interested in that part of it, but I, it, it makes sense to do it that way. Does it not? Absolutely. Especially once you have that division wrapped up, and you know that you're not really in play for the first seed anymore, I think that that's kind of a foregone conclusion that we're not getting the first seed. So once you have your seeding and everything wrapped up, you don't need to play for anything else technically. Why not rest your guys, get Woody a start off, get Corbin a start off, get Freddie a start off, uh, rest all of your key players, make sure that they get a couple of at-bats heading into the playoffs so they're not rusty. But... You know, you have the ability. That's one of the great things about being a good team is you have the ability to rest your players. So I think they absolutely should. I hope that we do see a game where it's just Alec Bettinger, Aaron Ashby, and I don't even know, maybe like Ethan Small or anybody down there. So I I think that that is a really good. Yeah, I think that that would be a really smart way to go, especially once you know that you have nothing to play for. Gustave, I mean, there's a guy that's probably going to get some additional pitching time. Jake Cousins is is a good uh, is a good barometer here too. He uh, he uh, pitched a scoreless frame in today's game, uh, but but he's a guy that could be playing a, a a bigger role than we think, guys. It's not just every game in the postseason is not just going to be cookie cutter where. Woody Burns Peralta, they go six and two thirds, and then you have Box, Boxberger to finish up the seventh, and you have Williams for the eighth and Hader for the ninth. It's just not going to line up that way every night. You can't plan on that. So guys like Hunter Strickland, Jay Cousins, those are the dudes that you need to sit down and talk to and say how much, what makes you comfortable with the remaining schedule. But we're not at that point yet. Uh, Evan, you want to give them the news on the San Diego Padres and St. Louis Cardinals situation because – uh, I don't, I don't want to give that news. <laughs> wow. Thanks for letting me tell the bad news. I appreciate it. <laughs> yes. uh, much like the Brewers, the Padres fought back, had a massive eighth inning. I believe they scored like four or five runs in the eighth inning, got the score down to eight to seven, but mm-hmm. unfortunately could not come back. Cardinals win. The magic number remains at three. It is at three. Any combination of losses for the Cardinals, wins for the Brewers, is going to lower that magic number so they can go by twos tomorrow. So you know, the Brewers win tomorrow, then you have, uh, you have a situation where they can clinch on Tuesday. Cannot clinch the division crown last night. Want to take a break here. I'll come back. Uh, you guys can jump in here at 414-799-1250. 34,000 coming out of American Family Field. And Cub fans, yeah, they were there. They they definitely were there. But a uh, little goodbye kiss from uh, Chicago because uh, we, we appreciate 15 victories over you guys. Think about that. 15 victories. We treated you like a little brother this season. That was fun. <laughs> probably, I shouldn't say probably, I think it was, yes. The single most successful season the Brewers have had over the Cubs in terms of numbers of head-to-head wins in the regular season. That is music to my ears. Oh, it is. It is. Uh, Just manhandled the Cubs all season. 414-799-1250. And... uh, you know, well, I'll I'll just leave it. I'll I'll come on back. I want to get your uh, reaction. Also, if you want to mention a Christian Yelich, you can do so. Had a big RBI base hit in that ninth inning, so he came up clutch. Um, if you if, if you want to chime in on that, that uh, that's certainly fine. And then also fine. I'll just tell you. I the more I slept on it last night, guys the more I have a little bit of an issue with the non-celebration for a playoff appearance for this organization last night. There's a couple of different theories on this. There's, it's certainly a philosophical conversation. When, when, you, uh, when you clinched a playoff spot, you clinched a postseason berth, and it was like, ah, okay, like a nice win in, in late July. Like, way to go, guys. We're going to wait for the division crown. I, 
I, uh, I, I've slept on that now. I'm not going to go crazy on it. But if you're looking at a 50-50 split of which direction I'm leaning, it's like a 60-40. I was against that non-celebration last night. I'm just being honest with you guys, giving you my opinion. It is our show here, and we, that's what we do. We give opinions. But I want to get your thoughts on that, and not that I'm afraid that the Brewers are not going to win the division. They're winning the division. This is a matter of hours, if not days. But to not celebrate that sort of thing, I think I might be in the minority on this. Everybody I've talked to, everything I've read, looking over social media, everything I've, I've run across, just about everything, is, is uh, siding with the Brewers' plan that we're going to celebrate, that we're saving the celebration. I have an idea that they should have done that might, uh, that might make sense. And it would, uh, it would have involved a, a couple of parties. Why not? Throw another one. Okay, we'll, we'll talk about that. 414-799-1250. Sapella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. 6-4 the final. Uh, Brewers fall. They make it a run toward the end. Almost left the bases loaded. Down two and just couldn't come up with it. Uh, OBJ, that's on base Jays. Uh, didn't come up with the uh, touchdown. But uh, maybe maybe uh, another comeback is in, in the midst. After all, they did walk off against the Cardinals, wasn't it? Maybe they can do that again the next couple of nights. All right, we'll be right back and talk about that celebration that wasn't last night. Next, here on The Fan. Let's hear what you thought of today's game on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On The Fan. Call Tim Allen now at 414-799-1250 or tweet the show at 1250 AM, The Fan. All right, welcome back. Let's get to your reaction here. Brewers fall in game three of this three-game set, 91-58. and 58. What you're looking for in the remaining two calendar weeks of the 2021 championship season. They're at 91 and 58, nine more to get to 100 of the 13 remaining games. I think a six and seven mark, yeah. Six and seven mark gets them the franchise victory and wins in a regular season. I think a lot of us are keeping our eyes on that too. And also just an unscientific poll here. Uh, is there anybody that that's with me on, on not celebrating popping some champagne last night. Um, they did clinch a playoff spot last night and they're waiting for the division crown to, to, to pop the champagne, have a big celebration. And that's cool. Why couldn't you do it twice? You have two pallets of champagne and beer and soda and whatever in that clubhouse. You have this one because we clinched the playoff spot, and then this one over here, well, let's do it again and have another celebration. You know, I slept on it, and again, it's a slight lean. It's, it's nothing I'm going to make a huge deal out of. On one hand, I say, you know, uh, baseball and postseason uh, appearances are sacred. They really are. They're super cool and super important. And in some regards, somewhat rare. But on the other hand, I understand also, and here's where it's not skewed even more in the, in, in the other direction for me, is that I also understand that you want to have a little puffy chest over it too, and you want to celebrate the big things. We have bigger goals in mind here. We have, you know, this, this little, we expected to make the playoffs here. We don't need, we don't need to celebrate that. We want to, so I get that part of it. But what would have been wrong with two celebrations? I don't know. Just, just saying. All right, so a bunch uh, out there for you. 414-799-1250. Kenny, I know how you're going to start the call. Let's, let's get going. Timmy, let me get it off the right way. <laughs> and, I love and with it. That, and with that being said, well, let me tell you something. As one that has played on and won and managed many winning teams last night, the guys celebrated on their own, but that wouldn't have been something that we wanted to spill out onto the field. We knew where we were going already. We knew we were going to be in the playoffs. We have, we have, hold on. We have three celebrations. That's as a team, as a guy who played, 
the only three celebrations we want is a division, winning the NLCS, and the World Series. Now, why do I say that? It's four straight. This team knows how good they are. With that being said, here's what I'm looking for. One, I will stand behind what I said, that they're going to win over 100 games. Okay, now, many people, uh, yeah, many people, many people are going to say, oh, that's not going to happen. Well, yeah, it is going to happen because of, of what they're doing. But what I want to see is Smellich start hitting the ball more consistency, c- consistently and JBJ. Those two guys have to pick up their play, and they have to stay in the lineup every day now. You cannot rest these guys. And, and in terms of rest, like you were talking about, if there's one thing that aggravates me is when I hear, everybody needs to rest. No. In fact, just opposite. And as a player, the last thing you want to do is rest, knowing you only got 30-some days to go. You, are in, you have hit your stride, and it's time to keep moving forward. It's not time to start going wishy-washy, and this guy needs a break in neck. They've had enough goddamn breaks. It's time to get in there and solidify who is going to be on that roster down the stretch and get rid of that dang Gustavo and that Sanchez. I don't ever want to see them idiots in there pitching again. <laughs> uh, I don't care. I, they, they're just two garbage players that need to not be on this roster ever again. Those are things that absolutely aggravate me when I hear all this nonsense about resting this guy and resting. Adamus, get back in the lineup. It's time. you got to get your bat going. And this team needs to find well, here's Their a little rhythm. different situation because he hasn't been playing. So I'm I'm sort of with you on that. But what if what if I told you this that there are some players that just want to play every day, just every day, and that's that's my mo. I, I want to play every day, and that's that. That's how I that's how I tick. That's I how I that's Kane how I, is one okay. Of them. Okay, but what what about the other side of that, that the guys that have a little bit of a lower heartbeat, that you sit down and talk to them, like, a, like some of these pitchers, Brad Boxberger I will use as an example. What if you sat down and, and Box does have a low heartbeat out on the mound, but, man, he has used this week or this year. So what, what do you do with them in, in two weeks remaining? You want to burn them out once everything no, no, is decided? No. Oh, hold on, hold on. So, so once again, you're speculating like we all do as fans. Okay, so we're speculating. And granted, you have a little more in, in, uh, inside than many others do. You've been doing this for a long time. You and I are about the same age. Mm-hmm. We've seen what we've seen. But the fact of the matter is, is that if a guy like that felt like he was running out of gas, so to speak, and needed some time off, that would have been a conversation that was already had. Now, if, in fact, he gets to that point and says, hey, Counts, boss, I need a day or two off. Don't put right. me out there. Right. Okay, so that's something they'll talk about. But in terms of these other guys, you know, you, we need to keep these guys in the lineup. Look at Escobar. What a gem, right? So yep, you call yep. Je- Escobar. Outstanding. Escobar has been nothing less than a gem for this for this offense. One thing that really concerns me, Tim, is runners in scoring position. They have to do a better job. Today they had a chance to win the game. I think they stranded 12 or 13 today. Yeah, oh, so, they had traffic all day long. Yeah, so you, so, so that's yeah. something as a concern that I look at and I go, as a manager, and I go, okay, guys, this, hey, when you put a shift on, drop the ball the other way like what Yelich did today. So Yelich, in, in his, you know, for, for what I want to see from Yelich, I don't want to see him backing out when he's swinging. When he's, when he's at his peak, he's striding into the ball. And I realize the broken kneecap probably had him a little off. But three weeks ago, you wouldn't have known he had a broken kneecap. He was striding into the ball. He's he was driving the no... ball. Yeah, he's falling yeah. back, back into the tank here a little Correct. bit. He really is. Correct. He, he kind of is. You, you know what I've seen with his swing again today? He's leaning back as he's swinging, almost like he's afraid to hit that foul ball off the bat onto his leg, knowing the playoffs are coming up. That's a guy yeah. where, you know, if I'm Andy Haynes, I go to him and I go, kid, trust your bat. Yeah, Get drive the baseball. Turn your hands over. Yeah. Correct. He is going to be a large conversation uh, coming up here in the next week or so. He is. Kenny, I'm going to join you with that beer shortly, okay? Hey, Pete. BC11, it's a slow day. (laughs) Okay, see you later. (laughs) All right, take it easy. Beer Count Kenny, always a pleasure. 799-1250. Nick, Nick, you're next on the fan. What's on your mind today? I'm I'm up, and Tim, you're back. Oh, my gosh, you know what's going to happen. The best, yeah, we do, we give them a little kiss, right? But, Mm -hmm. you know, we send them on our way to a Tuesday-Wednesday game, and the Packers are done, and you have this... Grand glorious 
Good time, Timmy Mitchell. <laughs> and you write it, and you actually celebrate. That's the champagne, Tim. Like, it's not that we get into the playoffs. I know. Again. I, I, I've, I've been, I've been wavering back and forth on this. Tutorial. I, 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 I was excited to hear you say that you're, you know, you're coming to the, the good side about this whole conversation. Because it, it, it should be wrote now that we are close to always going to the playoffs, right? Right? That uh, uh, agreed. Will be uh, you wrote. should expect it. Will be it. Our, should, it will yep. be us. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I get it. I get it, Nick. I, I, I'll tell you, I just, I just slept on it. And I, I'm not going to, again, I'm not going to freak out over it. I'll freak out over a, a, a pinch hitting appearance or something or a council bad bullpen move or whatever. That, no, that, and I, won't, I won't even talk about JBJ today because somehow he got on base. I turned on the radio and he was on base. I don't know how he got on base. <laughs> His on base percentage went up now. today. I love him. I love him. He's on base. <laughs> Yep. All right, Nick. I got to move. His on base percentage coming into today was, I believe, two thirty seven. Ooh, Jamie. You know, I did see also um, JS online. Uh, it was, uh, I believe, it was Hodgecord or Rosiak. I think we're at the end of the uh, JBJ article. Might have been yesterday. Um, they were uh, they they alluded to that JBJ is probably a foregone conclusion that wouldn't be on the playoff roster. It's the first time I've heard a, a beat reporter kind of allude to that a little bit. But wow, yeah, I, that's going to be a big decision a, as well. Seven nine nine twelve fifty to Tosa, and we say uh, well, good evening. Just a nice tidy. Oh, I don't know, almost four and a half hour game. Mike, you are on the fan. Hey, Tim, can you hear me all right? I'm out for a walk, and I got my uh, earbuds in. Yeah, get 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 your mouth right up to that microphone. Okay, hold on a second. There you go. There you go. We got you. Okay, how is that better? Perfect, yeah, yeah. Great. Hey, uh, uh, just so you know, the, the Brewers left uh, 11 on, which, you know, that's not good, obviously. Uh, that could, you know, two of those, three of those could have won the game, but – and like you said, you can't win them all. And I just want to call concerning last week with the combined no-no. I was the first caller out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was pretty upset about that. And that was just uh, one of those deals where I had to had to think about it for a, for a day afterward. You know, I still you know wish Corbin Burns would have got that all to himself. But it is a team game, and uh, in the bigger picture, you know they got the the no hit or something they hadn't done and. Since I was uh, what, 16 years old, uh, I remember that day vividly. But uh, well, and that's the thing, Mike. I'll keep you here, and we we can talk. But the 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 thing about this this show, and I I think you, I certainly over 16 years have fallen victim to this. Uh, mm-hmm. But but I think I think we as Brewers fans and you guys uh, that that listen to the show and call on the show, we fall victim to it too occasionally. Usually our barometer is right on the money, but sometimes see. Reporters that write, they get time to think about it. Do I want to use this sentence? No, that seems a little rough. Do I want to think about this for a couple of minutes? Yeah, let's change things up. With this show, Mike, I think mm-hmm. you, you fell into the, to the pocket of its immediate reaction. And you yes. don't get that yeah. luxury of kind of waiting on things and maneuvering things and rewriting a paragraph or just hitting delete and starting over. Word doc, blank page, let's just start the whole thing over. We need to react right away, and that's okay. And that's why yeah. I slept last night on the, on, the, on the celebration. I think it should have been a celebration yesterday. I really do. And I'm not uh, going to say it's 80%. I'm, I'm, I'm just hardcore into it should have been. But, I mean, there's room for debate, but I, the more I thought about it after sleeping on it, same concept, I think there should have been some form of champagne celebration. Yeah, I tend to agree with you, Tim. I definitely do. Four years in a row is something this team has never done in its history. Mm-hmm. But going back, you know, yeah, everything I, you know, I was acting out of sheer emotion when I called in, but, um, and I was mad at Craig Council, and I still kind of am. If it had been me, I'd have put Corbin Burns back in, but... Um, I and I just don't want people to get the impression because I am a huge Craig Council fan. I was not at first, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm not going to you know base uh, one call that I happen to disagree with. You know, because Craig Council is 
In my opinion, he's the best manager in baseball. Man, if he doesn't win manager of the year this year, there's just something wrong because he should have won it two times already, in my opinion. Agreed. And to, to, to take it away from him for a third year, you know, that guy in uh, San Francisco is probably going to win it, and that's pathetic, in my opinion. Uh, but, hey, like you said, I just want to say I agree with you. I said earlier, like you, like you said, you can't win them all. You know, I, I, came, I came on my walk had the Brewer game on on the way here, and then the stupid app wouldn't play the game on the flagship, and it finally came in, and they, they were winning, and then all of a sudden I turn it on, and they're losing, and I was like, what the heck? So, But, hey, it, it, things happen. There's, there's 13 games left. I think they're going to tie or exceed their 96 for sure. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Mike, thanks a lot. We'll, we'll have another conversation. I know we will. Uh, 799-1250. I still say Corbin Burns should have been run right out there for the ninth inning. I'm not going to sleep and change my mind on that one. That's not going to happen. I don't care what kind of season. I don't care what your goals are. Again, it's 115. It wasn't 132 to send him out there. It's 115. He's going to get a little more aggressive. He understands what's on the line. Again, I, I just... You know, it's a a team game, like Mike said. I understand. That won't change for me. I just don't believe some stud pitchers, which Corbin Burns is, would have have allowed that. I mean, Corbin's a good dude. And for the most part, all of these guys are. That's the culture in Milwaukee now. There's not going to be too many fights like Tatis and Machado had yesterday in the dugout in San Diego. Or with San Diego. But I, I just think that should have been hashed out in that dugout in private with a look, with a couple of quick words. I don't think there's other stud pitchers that would have, would have come out of that ballgame. They wouldn't have let, it, let uh, Council do that. I got a quick uh, Craig Council story that I'll uh, save for after the break here. Uh, you said you didn't like Craig Council from the start. Uh, I did as a manager, but it went back to when he was a player. This is one of the reasons I, uh, I've been a big Craig Council fan. It's, it's almost on a, well, it is on a, on a personal note. And I've, I don't think I've ever told this story on the air. That's we also got to say hi to Craig on his way home. We do. And you know what? I, I could do that also. Uh, so we need to give him a time to get in his car and head back to Whitefish Bay. It'll be Craig's ride home where we talk at him. But we're going to hear from Craig after this uh, loss here. Cubs, eh, throw him a bone. They get a win once in a while over the Milwaukee Brewers. The Brewers have beaten them 15 of 19 matchups, and uh, magic number stays at three. It's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove here on The Fan. What was the deal with the lineup? Why did he make that bullpen move? Why did he pinch hit with that guy? Time to get all of those questions answered and more with Scoop from the Skipper. Brought to you by Schulze Family Beef. Treat your grill to quality pasture-raised beef from their family farm. Just go to SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. This is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. The 2021 championship season continues. The Brewers fall in game three of this three-game set today, and we're talking about it here on the fan. As always, uh, we will hear from Craig Council in just a second. Let's get to... More reaction from you guys. I threw a lot of stuff out there, so um, just just take a dart and just throw it at the dartboard. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Ron, you're next on the fan. Hey there. Um, yeah. So what am I watching for coming up to the end of the season here? Okay, I'm watching to see if we can win a hundred games because I've always mm-hmm. dreamed of having the Brewers do it, and they've got a really good chance. Um, but five things to watch on the field. Do we get Rowdy back? He is unquestionably our best defensive first baseman. We need him. Um, mm-hmm. That could be a big big difference maker in the playoffs. Number two, Woodruff. I want one good game out of Woodruff to prove to me that he's not pulling the September Sean Markham had in 2011 because we saw the playoffs Sean Markham okay. had. Okay, yeah. Woody's been getting knocked around. Um, number three, the outfield. I'm starting, once we clinch, I'm starting a Yelly, Taylor, and Bradley outfield Every day, two out of three or three out of four games, Avi and Kane get rest, pinch hit, play that third or fourth game, but let's, let's let them, you know, be ready. 
you, you no, might see that, Ron. You might see and, that. I think you're on to something. Yep. The idea is Bradley's a veteran who is one of your best defensive players. Give him one last chance to make the playoff roster. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and then I'm wondering if maybe in these last few games can we experiment with dropping Yelly to the 7 or 8 hole, which sounds crazy, but if you have everybody back healthy, that's a, probably where he should be if you're alternating righty-lefty against right-handed pitchers. And you have a much better, deeper lineup when you do it. Um, number five, I don't want to see anybody on this roster pitch more than four times in the final 13 games. Nobody wears their arm out. No injuries. Okay, so, so that being said, Ron, then you're, you're going to play the back and forth uh, from the minor leagues, right? I mean, you have oh, to at that point. Exactly. We'll buy a private jet if we have to. <laughs> That's right. The one last thing I want to say to look out for that I'm watching – I feel it in my gut as a Brewer fan, and maybe it's just the justice of history because we're probably going to play the Braves in the first round. I, I feel like we're meeting the Cardinals in the NLCS, and I can't tell you why. Oh, man, I know. And they are rolling. They just won their, what, eighth straight? And they're, they're yep. just coming on. And and that, you know, I I I, I sort of – refrain from even even thinking toward that ron so let's <laughs> let's because that does uh concern me a little bit st louis hey, wouldn't that be something wow the bucks overcame some demons this year the brewers can overcome some demons too yeah no doubt all right ron we'll talk again man thanks. thank thanks a lot thanks. todd you're next here on the fan what's going on todd howdy boys Hey, uh, Timmy, I think, uh, you know, with the whole celebration thing, um, I was listening to last night and was a little bit uh, under the, uh, the bush latte uh, cloud. So I'll, be, I'll be there in about an hour and a half, believe me. <laughs> I didn't want to make a total fool of myself. But at any rate, um, you know, I think, you know, thinking about it, it was more so, um, I think the celebration that, you know, we would like is it, more for us, more for the hardcore fans, more for you know, like everybody that calls into the show and, and not necessarily for the players, because I think, you know, they, for one, they got their eye on the prize. And for two, a lot of guys have been there before, you know, uh, JBJ, Yali, Kane, Adamas, you know, a lot of these guys have been to the series. So to get that, you know, really wasn't uh, uh, a, a big thing for them. I mean, was it? Yes, you know, possibly, but I think it uh, was more for us. And more of a sign of a of a great team that uh, there's there's bigger fish to fry. No, I understand the concept. I do. I, I really do. However, if is this now an incremental thing for the Brewers? If you start now, I don't think this is an extreme viewpoint, but I'm just just pointing this out. Is it now yeah. incremental to the point where okay, the play just making the playoffs is not good enough? No, we're going to celebrate the division title. Okay, the division title. They've won two of the last four because they're winning a division title this year. Okay, so that'd be two of the last four seasons. Well, then what happens next year? Do we then save, stave off two different celebrations as we raise it to well, they got to win the pennant. Then we'll celebrate the NLCS, and then does it incrementally go up to the World Series? We're not going to celebrate or pop some champagne unless we win the World Series. I, I just, you know, maybe it's an extreme, a little leaning that way. But I, I just, again, as a longtime, not only Brewer fan, but baseball fan, it's a special thing to make the playoffs. It's so special. I, I just think there should have been two or three celebrations. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with you. I, 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 I do. Um, and, and incrementally, you, you only can go so far. And people um, – and I'll, I got a couple of comments, but the first one to make would be when you said uh, a while back, I don't know, maybe a month ago or so or three weeks, you said this may be the strongest comment I've made um, on the show, and it was, was are we getting used to playoff baseball? Mm-hmm. And um, and I think I think we are, and, and I think we're so cool. You know, it was totally cool. And when you said that, it was like, wow, it was like, yeah, that – you said it. You're like, you know, this may be the the strongest strongest comment I've made on this show, and you've been doing it, you know, since the turn of time. But um, it, it, that was wonderful. And then two is, you know, people. It'd be like, uh, gosh, it'd be wonderful what happened if if you had Christmas, you know, um, and on Tuesday, and you had Christmas again on Sunday. You know, does it um, get 
less um, uh, exciting. Um, so, but I think as the players, they may think that. But as us as fans, we don't. Would we love to, to, to all been there and jumping around like a bunch of fools like we would have been? Yes, mm-hmm. that'd be wonderful. I, I agree with you 100. percent But I think as the player standpoint, they may look at it a little differently, and yep. maybe they're uh, under counsel. They're a little more disciplined now. Whereas you know, we're not satisfied with this. We're we're not we're, we're just not satisfied to go in 163 and, and winning it. Now we want to go and and get through that NLCS and get through Game Seven and go to the World Series, and then we'll pass that. Valid. Valid point and a good one. Maybe it is different for us fans as opposed to the players and the coaches and the manager. Maybe it's yep, totally I... different. Todd, it's it's a great point. All right, thanks. You you, you may have uh, sliced into a little clarity on on this thing. Maybe. All right, we want to get to council now. Is that what we want to do, Evan? Yeah, let's hear from Craig. Okay. Yeah, let's let's get to Craig Council, and then afterwards we'll talk at Craig Council. It's uh, time for Craig's ride home after we hear from him and his thoughts here on a Brewers uh, defeat in Game Three. The Brewers do take the series, ninety-one and fifty-eight after the victory. Eric Lauer, outstanding today again. You realize Eric Lauer's uh, ERA is now three point zero three. That's that's crazy. Hey, special things, special seasons. Here's counts. Craig, did he do that? That fourteen pitch at bat by Contreras took a little starch out of Brad Boxberger. Yeah, I mean it was it was a great at bat by Contreras. Um, you know, I, I don't I don't know that I took anything out of him, but he, you know, they did. He made probably two pitches kind of over the middle of the plate um, after that, and and they hit him pretty hard. Um, so, you know, credit to, to Contreras. He had a nice at-bat. Craig, Eric's been so steady for you guys of late. It was just kind of more of the same for him today, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I think he pitched really well. Um, you know, five really strong innings. Um, and uh, uh, Hunter came in and, and did a nice job in the sixth. You know, he, the pitcher gave him a pretty tough at bat, long at bat. Um, and then, the, you know, as you get tired, maybe the command started to waver a little bit. So, but a, a great job. I mean, he, he um, definitely gave us a shot. Craig, you, Craig, you guys had a lot, really a lot of guys on base throughout the whole game. Double plays were really hurtful in the early few innings, but I mean, you guys kept putting pressure on them, didn't you? Yeah, we, we didn't, you know, we didn't, we didn't get the next hit today. Um, and, and, you know, that, that to me as much was the story of the game, if anything, you know, just early first six innings, not getting the extra hit. We, we scored two, but I thought we had chances for much more and, and we didn't capitalize on any of those opportunities. So, it, so when box came in the game, it's, it's a one run game and not much margin for error. Um, you know, I thought that we had a chance to, Definitely put some space between us in that game. That said, uh, the, the ninth inning played out pretty interestingly for you guys. I mean, you were you had a good guy up at the plate and really one hit away from another. Yeah, yeah we we did a nice job in the ninth inning. We made uh, Wick throw strikes. He was struggling with his command a little bit, and we forced him in the zone. Um, a couple guys got base hits on on some tough pitches, kind of up in the zone and. You know, that's what you're down four runs going in the ninth and you got the tying run at second base and the winning run on base. You feel pretty good about your inning. We just, um, you know, Jace, Jace hit a ball pretty good, actually. Just 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 got under it a little bit. Craig, uh, no need to scoreboard watch now the next four days, right? Cardinals coming in there, the team you got the magic number against. Uh, I'm sure you guys are looking forward to this challenge. You talk about how good you guys have been on challenges. One more now, don't you? Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty simple. You know, we got to beat this team twice um, uh, to 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 do it, and that that's that's the mission in front of us. It's the next challenge. We talk about the next next series is the next challenge, and it, it's right in front of us. Um, they're they're playing great baseball, um, and so we'll have to tackle that. But um, enjoy that it's we got we get to do it against we get to try to do it against the Cardinals. Like understanding that your focus is on your team, uh, just from what you know of them, what you know, what made them so good here since the last time you saw them? It just seems like they're built for September. I mean, 
I'm my guess they're getting big hits. They're, they're pitching. Well, they're getting good starting pitching. Their bullpen's doing a nice job. I mean, it's, it's a, I mean, we know the team. Well, um, I don't think they've pulled a rabbit out of their hat or anything. They're just playing good baseball. Let's find out the play of the game brought to you by ABC audio video, home entertainment and smart home technology. Simply done. Right. Check them out at abcaudiovideo.com. On the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. To right, that's down. Brewers are going to have the lead. Wong scores. Escobar cruises into second base with an RBI double. It's 2-1 Milwaukee. Yeah, there it is on Valley Sports Wisconsin. Jeff Levering on that call, the ABC audio video play of the game and a Brewers 6-4 loss. That was a part of the back to back half of the back-to-back doubles in that fifth inning, Wong, and then Escobar gave the Brewers a 2-1 lead. And uh, the reason I, I chose that right there is because uh, Eduardo Escobar flying under the radar, guys. I don't think he's discussed all that much. Uh, you know, locally with regards to the Brewers' offense, he's been a stabilizing force in this offense. He really has. And l- I look for bigger, b- even bigger things for uh, Eski uh, down the stretch here and then uh, obviously into the postseason. Time once again before we hear from Eric Lauer after the break to uh, talk at Craig Council. It is uh, Craig's ride home right now. Craig's probably all showered up, ready to go. He's He's done the media thing. He's addressed any... You know, injury concerns and uh, met with coaches. And now he's on his way back to Whitefish Bay. Probably going to grill out a little bit, have a glass of wine. So, uh, Craig, good run uh, that you had against the Chicago Cubs. And nothing pleases me more than you guys beating the Chicago Cubs. So, uh, that is uh, pretty awesome. And uh, looking forward to the division title celebration since making the playoffs is sort of... mm, yeah, been there, done that for you. <laughs> Probably a good situation uh, for you to be in. But I, I will say this, and, and uh, you know, I, I've, I've wondered why folks aren't big fans of yours. And, and all you do is win. All you do is unite. All you do is bring players together to play for each other. It's, it's, it's incredible how, how that Chemistry makes a difference in baseball, and I've, I've believed in that for, for quite some time. And the reason I'm a big fan of yours is because uh, I was in the Brewers Clubhouse at Maryvale many, many years ago. And sometimes it gets a little crowded in there, you know, especially in spring training. You got a million of these um, camp invites and minor leaguers, and you're borrowing players from the other fields. And it's just it's, sometimes it can be. Uh, uh, almost chaotic in there. And then you throw in knuckleheads like me from the press and, you know, we're hanging out and talking and whatever. And uh, I, I, I think I was interviewing, I don't know, someone right next to you. You were sitting down. And uh, as I went to back away from the in- in- interview, um, you were watching this whole thing play out. And... Someone had left some gear right behind me, and it was a, I don't know, a bat bag or someone's shoes, or whatever it was. It was there was some gear laying around right behind me, which wasn't there, you know, just a few minutes before the interview. But during the interview, someone loaded their gear. Just It was like a just, just a big pile. And uh, I went to take one step, and you kind of reached out and said, whoa, 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 Casey. I think it was uh, Casey McGee. And you had said, hey, Casey, get, get this. Tim's going to trip over this stuff. Get this stuff out of here. And it was sort of a joke, but it was sort of, I get it. It was sort of you saying, hey, dude, really? You know, you're going to put it in this, in this, you know, pathway or walkway? You know, I appreciated that. I, I've never discussed that with Craig Council, with you uh, before, but I, I, uh, I gained a lot of respect. A lot of players would not have done that to a media member. They just may hey, watch the fireworks, <laughs> you know, and and so I appreciate that. So I was uh, I've been a big fan of yours right from that minute in time. It wasn't a close call or anything. It was just the head, I was headed in that direction, and it was, you know, it, it looked like it could have gotten a little ugly. So 
I appreciate that. So there you go, Craig. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday night. Evan, what do you have at Craig? Well, Craig, first I want to say congratulations. feel like I haven't talked to you in a little bit. Um, I, I just uh, back-to-back-to-back-to-back playoff appearances. The franchise had four in the first, what, like 48 years, something like that. And then we have four straight. That's awesome. That is something that we've never seen before. And as a Brewers fan, I love it. Just the fact that not only are we building continuous contenders, but I feel like you are the reason for that. I mean, you look at, uh, especially the past couple of years, it's been you putting all of these pieces together that really on paper probably shouldn't work out. And they, you still made the playoffs. And I think that that is something that is not appreciated enough. You absolutely should have won Coach of the Year in 2018. I think 2019 as well you should have. This year you're probably not going to get it because Giants manager is going to get it. And I get it. They've had an incredible year. But at a certain point, you have to get your due. I You are the best manager in baseball. I don't think there's a doubt in my mind right now that you're the best manager in baseball we need to get you a trophy. I'm sure yeah. that you would rather have the World Series trophy than a Coach of the Year trophy, but why not get both? Let's try to have multiple and more, I mean, just as many celebrations as you can have, including personal accomplishments. You're allowed to celebrate yourself to, sometimes, Craig. Go home, crack open a Lining Kugel's Oktoberfest, enjoy <laughs> this couple of days while you're in the city before you guys have to go out on the road again. And just kind of think about where you came from, coming from growing up in the city, seeing this team from their inception, basically, and getting to play for the team. And now you're the manager. What the Bucks did. Yeah, yeah, you are the most successful manager in franchise history. I think you're only twenty or thirty wins away from being the winningest manager as well. Mm-hmm. So, Craig, what you're doing is incredible. I don't think we talk about it enough. So just, you know, Sundays are for reflections and have a, a, you know, a beer six and reflect on this one, Craig. I'll match you beer for beer, Craig. Uh, I'm not a huge yeah. beer drinker. but If you uh, want to invite me over, I will match you. Yeah. All right. Uh, there, there it is. Craig's ride home once again on a Sunday evening as he's on his way to Whitefish Bay. Uh, Eric Lauer, uh, get a couple of comments from him as well. It's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove as always here on The Fan. Let's find out what happened in today's game from the guys that played it. Let's head inside the clubhouse presented by Windows Select. Right now, buy one, get one free. Plus, no payments for an entire year. Call them today at 262-703-3500. Brewers fall in this third and final game of the weekend set, and uh, they'll go back at it tomorrow. We'll get a preview of that. We'll hear from Eric Lauer in just a second here. Let's get Gary in. Gary, it looks like you're going to get the final word tonight. What's on your mind? Hey, unit. My uh, my concern, or not you, it's a franchise, dear Lord, it's been a long weekend. Um, <laughs> the one thing I've got to say about this team the entire year that has me concerned going into the playoffs is the fact that they always seem to play to the level of their competition. Mm-hmm. Against bad teams, they tend to not play their best. Against good teams, they tend to bring their A game. So that's the one thing looking forward, and quite honestly, as far as the the celebration for just getting in the playoffs, you know what? If we if this was 2008 again, yes, we needed to celebrate. We've been there. We've won the division. Now it's time, as they said in Major League, to win the whole bleeping thing. Let's go do this. <laughs> Let's do it, Gary. All right, thanks for the call. Eric Lauer, a, he's going to get a, a bunch of innings on the way down the stretch here. And I believe he's probably, the way he's pitching right now, he's making that playoff roster. Yeah, I, I think so. So let's hear from the Brewers left-hander, five and a third, a one-hit, one-run baseball, did walk three, struck out six. Nice performance today for this guy right here, Eric Lauer. Eric, you've been so consistent in your starts now for cards now, a couple of months, if not more. Um, you kind of more of the same today. Did, did you feel pretty good out there? Yeah. I mean, I felt good. I feel like I've been going out there pretty consistently and 
being able to make pitches and get out of stuff if I do get into a jam or anything. Uh, I just, I'm just way more comfortable out there now. I feel like I've definitely found a groove, found a rhythm, found some uh, mechanical things that I think I can continue to go forward with. And I mean, it just builds to the comfort. Did you uh, did you get hit in your pitching arm by that pitch, Eric? Where did that pitch hit you? And have you ever been hit by a pitch before? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used to get hit all the time. <laughs> um, it hit me right on the inside of the elbow guard, kind of like there's a little hole. It just kind of like skimmed over my skin. Didn't really get me good or anything. But yeah, I used to get hit all the time. I'm used to it. <laughs> Eric, is it easier to to buy into the adjustments that you've been making when you're getting the results that you are, you know, like kind of what they talk about with, with, um, you know, success and confidence going together? Yeah, it definitely, it's nice to be able to see the results coming from the work that you put in. I think that's the, that's the main thing that you would, you would expect to see. And I mean, obviously, if I if I wasn't having some sort of success with the changes I need to make or I've been making, I need to make more changes. So, um, yeah, I think obviously feeling comfortable is the first step and then seeing the results is the next. And then you just get more and more comfortable and you start you start to kind of see the the fruits of your labor. Hey, uh, Eric, scoreboard watching so much a part of a game here these last weeks, but now. You guys don't have to look at the scoreboard anymore. They're going to be right across the field from you. The team, <laughs> team that's the magic numbers against. This is big, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely – it's going to be a very playoff feel. Um, it's nice to not have to worry about whether or not we're going to make it in or not, but we're still – we obviously still have some things that we want to accomplish, and I don't think anybody's, anybody's letting off the gas. You mentioned the playoff feel. That, I mean, it felt like that a few times this series against the Cubs who's in fourth place. Like, you got to assume that it's going to maybe even be at a higher level with the Cardinals in town. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it, it definitely plays into it. Like, you know, you know what's at stake. You know what they're shooting for. You know what we're shooting for. So, I mean, it's, it's the baseball you look forward to all year, really. They've won eight in a row and 10 out of 11. I'm, you know, and now they're sitting in that second wild card spot. Um, so, I mean, this is, but you know, this series you just played, the Cubs weren't in the race. Now both teams are in there. That makes it even better, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. I think we had something to do with them getting on a run here because we kind of kind of lit a fire under their ass a little bit with the way we, way we did them last time. But, um, yeah, it, it's that atmosphere and it's that feel of the game that we play for, we strive for. Like, it's, it's the most fun baseball you can play. So everybody looks forward to it. Everybody wants to be in there and everybody wants to obviously win the games. What's on tap for the crew? What pitcher starts the next one? It's time for some forward thinking on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove on the fan. Okay, you turn the page and you get to tomorrow's game. Two calendar weeks left here in the 21 championship season. 13 games. You got an off day tucked in there. And then uh, that'll be it for the regular season. And, uh, well, tomorrow's matchup will go to Evan Heffelfinger. Thanks, Tim. Tomorrow (laughs) we have Freddie Peralta back on the mound off of a really nice start Mm -hmm. in Detroit that kind of got – just absolutely demolished by rain. Still six scoreless. He enters the game nine and four with a 2.57 ERA. So looking for win number 10. Going up against Jake Woodford for the Cardinals, two and three with a 4.3 ERA. Well, the first pitch is going to be at 640. After the last pitch, you make the switch to the green and gold post game show, uh, talking. Uh, <laughs> Talking Packers and and Detroit Lions uh, football. We'll see you again on Tuesday for the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by our friends at the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. 13 to play here in the 21 championship season. Brewers into the playoffs for the fourth consecutive year. For Evan Heffelfinger, my name is Tim Allen. Have a great night. We'll see you again on Tuesday in Smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back. Smile.
powerful as Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles. And Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops, getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.